things. Um, we're human. We don't have limbs. It doesn't work like that. You need to at least look over the edge and see how far down it is. Can I get down with a rope or do I actually need to have a parachute? Is, is, this, right. is, is, this, is this a short climb or is this base jumping? Let's, let's figure that part out before we jump over the edge. <laughs> right. Is this a manageable level of risk for what I can tolerate, whatever yep. that is? Yep. If the answer is yes or less than yes, you know, so it, it sure it is. Why wouldn't it be? Right. Go. Let, let, the people, feet, let the feet move. Yeah. Yeah. Make, people get caught up in the, 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 the minutia of that. And, and I think one thing that being an actor has given me is sort of a very well-honed instinct about things. Um, and if, if it feels right, it feels right. You know, and I'll, I'll just go with it and, and I'll try to be, again, you know, judicious about it. And if it's, high, you know, high risk in money, high risk in, you know, reputation, high risk in time, high risk in emotional quotient, whatever those things are, I'll, I'll, I'll go through it. But at, at the end of the day, more likely to do it than not. And if it doesn't work, okay, next thing. So you, you've, you've obviously moved into entrepreneurship. What made you do that? Um. So I think my biggest inspiration there really was I, I produced a show about six or seven years ago that was a little bit of ahead of its time. Um, it was called That Reminds Me, and it was a series, a sitcom um, that was a short form. So like each episode was six, seven minutes, and it, it, it ended up living online because it was sort of the beginning of the web series sort of phase. Cool. Um, and I really loved doing it. Um, I had I had a hell of a time in terms of the business aspect of it, and just because I didn't go into it thinking I was starting a business, I went into it thinking I was creating a series with some friends. So I, I didn't do all the things I needed to do in terms of you know protecting myself and making you know making wise business decisions. I kind of went with the artistic flow of things. It worked out because, you know, we, like, I followed my feet and I caught up and we did it. Good. And then at the end of the, at the end of the day, um, after, you know, kind of doing everything to the best I could and, you know, the team to the best we could, I realized that I was looking at it wrong. I really, if you, if I was going to be producing indie, an indie series, <coughs> excuse me, and not, um, and not trying to pitch to network, which would have been the other kind of path yeah, sure, there sure. that I, that it was a startup and it wasn't just a fly by the seat of your pants kind of situation. And I, and I didn't know that going in. So the very next thing I did when I realized that I might want to do this again, because it was successful, it just wasn't <clears throat> organized and it cost me a lot of agita because I wasn't mentally prepared to do what was required, even though I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, as I applied to the Harvard Business Program. So the very next thing I did was, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to do this. The, 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 the startup way, the financial way, the, the responsible, you know, legal, monetary, <laughs> um, so that I can make informed decisions the next time around. And so, and that, that's really what sparked it is that I had done it by accident. Um, and then I went, you know, let me do this on purpose. Um, so I went and I, I, uh, co-founded a company with four of my co-producing friends, um, to do sort of general, uh, filmmaking and, you know, helping other people with their projects for higher things, just so I could get my feet wet and sort of figure out what team I wanted to work with, who, you know, how, how the, how the landscape worked. And we did a lot of good business with that company. And then one of our partners moved to Houston. Um, and one of the other ones wasn't really interested in doing it anymore. And so I went, okay, maybe it's time for me to do this for myself. So yeah. I started the business for myself, um, brought on the other two partners, um, at, as part of the, as part of the operation. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then started looking to, um, to do something that was, that wasn't gonna just sit on the internet and wither away. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that's not what happened to my first series. My first series did great. It got picked up by Amazon Prime. It, it did great. Um, and, you know, but we didn't do anything to really get it out there other than pre create good content and, and like smile and tell our families. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, you know, so some people got to see it that weren't in our circles, but that we didn't get that far because we weren't designed for marketing. We weren't designed right. for, you know, press. We, right. we were just a cute show. Yeah. Um, and so this time I wanted to make sure that it was a monetary, both a monetary model and um, 
and just a business model that was going to work and that was going to get eyeballs and that was going to be helpful to people and seen by people and do something interesting in the space that isn't just another television show that could just as easily be on Netflix. Right. Cool. And that, and and in the midst of all of that, I'm sure you've learned a ton. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Because well, no, no matter, what, no matter what college you go to, yeah, yeah all, all the stuff that they don't teach you. Um, the, yeah, it, the cool part about that story in my mind is the mere fact that again, you went with your feet and the rest of you did catch up. You've obviously, you obviously have that company now. Um, does that relate to what's behind you there? Adulting? Yeah, so the company is the, is called an intent entertainment, which intent is entertainment. nice. Intent okay. entertainment. So the goal of the company is to create out of the box experiential content. Cool. We're um, going to, we're going to take a quick break and come back and dig into that. So, cause I, I really want to hear the, the, like, I want the full section on it. So we're going to take a short 30 second break. You guys will be right back. And we're back here at Java chat, hanging out with Jenny Paul, talking a bit uh, about new ventures. She's well, I don't know how new, but it's as far as from today forward, um, she has a company called intent entertainment. How'd you come up with the name? Um, I mo mostly, I felt like what was missing for me from a lot of different projects and it and is, was, was actually the intention. So, so the, the concept of, of bringing something to existence mm -hmm. without a strong intention, um, is something that's, it's happening all over the indie world. Um, where you know people are just trying to get content out there because uh, because they need to promote the thing or do the marketing or do the thing or get a career or get an agent or get a manager in my world you know Welcome to TikTok and YouTube my god <laughs> so just so saying. everything is about that um, and that is fine but I think I think without the intention behind it of what are you trying to do for people not you not you know not I'm trying to tell a joke. If I'm a comedian, I'm not trying to make myself feel better. I'm trying to make you laugh. Right. Um, and there is a, an element of making myself feel better because it's just inherent to that type of performance. But that's not the point. The point is to be of service to other people. Um, and I think that's that's where it comes from is, is, is that I wanted to make sure that any project that I was taking on or that I was involved with with this particular company and for myself in general, um, was with the intention of, of helping people in some way, rather than just producing things that, you know, churning content that was just content to be churned. That's, that's a marketing agency's job. That's not a, that's not a, <laughs> job. um, <clears throat> so when we're looking at, um, again, we're looking at what's behind you there. Um, is that one of the in projects from intent? Okay. What, so this what? is our, this is our first big, um, We've had a couple of clients that aren't us yeah. um, and, and, and really, really cool ones. In fact, we got to do this big gala for a, for a not-for-profit where we got nice. to do these great videos. It was actually fun. Right? I actually like doing those kinds of events. Those oh, it was amazing. It was for yeah. kids and it was for uh, the, the gala was honoring Frank Oz. And so we got to do all this oh, cool, you know, all this thing. Frank Stephenson, um, guys, that was good for kids. Boy, good. Oh, so cool. Um, but so we have yeah. plenty, of, you know, outside contract work, but this is our first big in-house, what I, I like to call a big beta test. So it's actually a series. Okay. Um, not too dissimilar from the one that I produced a handful of years ago. It's about a girl, Jane, who is adulting for the first time and, and she is hitting up against all of the stupid things that you hit up against, <laughs> you know, break out into the world. Um, and what is particularly unique about this is there are two, two things. First is it's a how how to video narrated series hybrid. Nice. So it feels like a sitcom, but it's actually a, an educational, like Sesame Street for adults, maybe. Nice. Um, and the second thing that I am actually really excited about because of what it is is, so we're actually because the the sort of the mission of the company is to to reach outside the box for mm -hmm. to get people involved, to get people mm -hmm. feeling feeling part of the community, to get people learning things. Um, we're actually um, using um, this sort of shoppable capability that's, oh, that's cool. kind of 
becoming a new thing. It's it's been in Asia for a couple of years. We've actually been on the air since a little bit before COVID. So um, so it's not super new new, um, but it's super up and coming. So basically, what this means is is if you're watching something, and I think the idea behind it is probably like, oh, I like Jenny's shirt. Let me click it, and I'm gonna go buy that shirt. Oh, cool. Um, so that is the, that's the concept of the shopability factor. So what we're using it for, and we'll probably let people buy Jane's shirt at some point. Um, but what we're using it for is to complete the circle of the educational factor. So we've got Jane, she has her issue. Maybe she loses a button off of her shirt at a Starbucks and she's going to go run to H and M and buy another shirt because that's what millennials do. Um, instead of sewing the button back on, which she doesn't really know how to sew a button, which she kind of knows, but she doesn't really know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so enter uh, expert sewer or expert person, Tim Gunn, you know, enter yeah. Tim, Tim Gunn yeah. says, stop Jane, <laughs> let's make this work. <laughs> right. And of course that's what he would say. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then he teaches her how to sew a button in the episode in a, in a, a reasonably quick amount of time sort of demystifies it, also teaches her that, um, that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect to just, you know, get it done and, and, yep. you know, move on with your day. Make it work. And then, and then he disappears and Jane knows how to sew a button. So, um, so the thing that we're making shoppable is the sewing kit. The thing that you actually need to do the thing yeah. that you're learning how to do. That's, so that's that, actually, that's brilliant. Thanks. That's really, no, that's really brilliant. Um, I, I've heard the concept never fully explained like this, but so is this going to mean like, is it going to be clickable or something or is it, it gonna is be, clickable? It has it is been clickable. Since, oh, since, even better. Yeah. So, so we're working, you know, we're, we're kind of working closely with the, the makers of, you know, in partnership with the makers of the tech. So it's, it's kind of evolving as we are. Huh. Um, it does, it's, it's, it does work. It is awesome. It's worked since, you know, that's it. That's um, now, I'm, now I'm interested and I'm going to want to go at least look and <laughs> well, no, seriously, because it is, I, I can see where you're saying it's up and coming. Mm -hmm. Japan's always ahead of us in that kind of stuff anyway. Um, and I did hear of this before years ago, there was a company called clickable that could turn your videos into an actual, well, you could do that. You could put different, but it was static. It was a box here. You put some text in there. Somebody clicks on it. Yep. It, so that's just always, always as you're going, you can just touch it and it'll pop up whatever on the side. You can buy it while still watching there, you know, again. Yep. This is, this is news. This is cool. This is really amazing. This is, they're, they're, they're still, you know, there's still a small, a small tech and they're still working out the kinks. So, you know, if you play with this on a desktop, you will, you will experience the whole thing. Everything will be great. It'll work. It'll be big enough to click. Mobile, it's it's coming, it's coming. We're getting there. Mobile is um, a different game. I, I I understand that one too. It's, it's, a it's there, it's there, but it's not, it's not at that full maximum experiential that you want it to be just yet. But we're it's there, and it's come a super long way from a year ago when we started doing all. When adulting with Jane becomes an app, it'll be completely workable. I guarantee. It. <laughs> I would, I, I'll, I'll love that because that what that'll mean is that people can you know dig around and do what they need to do, but it can also mean that. You know, you can, you can have the videos play at full, full mobile screen. Right now we're at about, you know, three fourths mobile screen. But when you're looking at clicking something with your finger, it, it has to be, it has to be like, it has to be full screen. You got to have the room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially you when you got fat fingers like I do, you know, it's, it's like, I'll touch one thing and five things will pop up. So it, it, it is. Exactly. Really so it's, it's there. It's probably, I would say safely 80% to 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 speed but um but the i think the biggest thing is that is that you know it gives our partners that work with us you know the sewing kit whatever whoever that might be and whatever <clears throat> a, a chance to actually be featured in a way that they can't anywhere else so you know we've designed it sort of marketing style which you know tons about we've designed the episodes so that the so that the the, the brand or the product gets you know, five to seven impressions in the episode because yep. it's part of the, it's, it's a hero in the story. Yep. So because <clears throat> of that, people leave the show or the episode knowing how to do the thing, what one of the best tools is, because we vet them very hard, um, yep. to make sure that they're not, not just quality, but also affordable. Um, and, and 
then they they know what the you know what the problem is, how to solve it, and what to solve it with if there is something to solve it with. And, and they sense. leave, you know, for the brand's end, they leave with a really positive brand recognition. Um, and, and, not, and, hopefully and, they know, yeah. and they fully know what it is because they've seen it seven times. So yeah. they know what this thing is and they know who makes it, what it is and what that option is. And maybe they even click to their website. Cool. So, cool. so it's this thing of, of trying to bridge the gap in how we're doing it, but also just um, making it so that, you know, small businesses and medium-sized businesses, which are our, very much our target partners, are being able to be seen um, off, offline from an Amazon or whatever else. And they're also, um, they're getting that brand recognition and they're getting that attention from the people, you know, we're trying really hard to match with people that are our demo, which is mostly, you know, I'd say mostly female, millennial, Gen Z, a little bit, uh, it's probably eh, 65, 35. No, you'll, you'll, you'll have to do a, an adulting with Jake eventually because the, exactly. the men need this just as much as the women do. Trust me. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we'll go adulting with Dick. I don't know how we'll get there, but, uh, <laughs> Oh, I want to know yeah. when that one comes out. I definitely want to know when that one. Comes I feel out. like the guys would actually watch that. I know the guys would watch that because uh -huh. they, would, they would, they would harp on everything about it. I guarantee <laughs> viewership like that. If you, if you if you find a showrunner that has that that sense of humor, I, I'm a little too wholesome for adulting with Dick, but I'll happily uh, I'll happily like oversee the show. Um, we may have to have a conversation. Anyway, but <laughs> beyond, beyond that, um, what other things are you working on? I mean, are you still working uh, in the, at the in comedy? Are you are you doing anything new coming up yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, so it's it's been a rough year all across for all the production. Everybody, by, uh, one of the only productions that stayed live this year because our crew is just that small. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were able to, you know, we, we, we were able to have seven people in a room and the other half of the crew on Zoom um, because we're tiny. And yeah. that's just, you know, that was, it that, was the, that was, it, it was what it was exactly. Um, so that, and, you know, always, always, you know, auditioning for things and in the mix for other things. I'm in the mix good. for a play. And, good, good. And and I did get my second vaccine a few days ago, so I can actually said do that do said play without Good. worrying too much about you know, yeah, uh, of COVID stuff. So it, you know, it's been it's been a really weird and interesting and in some ways terrible year for for actors because there's nothing going on. Broadway shut down. Yeah, I know. So Broadway closed. That, that's, that's such a heartbreaker. Let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, that so just, that for, where there used to be. Eight, you know, you know, 800 submissions for one job. There's, yeah. you know, thousands now because nobody's working. Um, so yeah. it, you know, it's that thing of lucky to have the jobs when I get them. And, uh, you know, that's, the, that's the life outside of adult, you know, outside of the stuff that I produce for myself, you know, yeah. it's just waiting for my agent to call meeting people, doing all the things you need to do to kind yeah. of keep up. And, yep. Yep. um, so yeah. it's, it's been good though. That's good. Yeah. And, and this whole congratulations, uh, obviously the, the success is starting to show, hopefully it'll keep rolling in that direction. Where can people find this, uh, adulting with Jane? Uh, adulting with Jane.com is where the whole interactivity element lives. Yeah. It also is on Amazon. Um, but you, but you keep, you know, Amazon is Amazon, so you can't do anything special there. So I always say, just go to, just go to adulting with Jane.com. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say we're on Amazon because it's, that's a cool thing. Um, but also, you know, if you want to go play with the fun stuff, it's, uh, it's on yeah, the I, people like fun, just it's better <laughs> to go over to the website. Um, and people can find you online, like yes. they can find you on where Facebook. YouTube. Um, so adulting with Jane, um, TikTok is our biggest place, um, at adulting Jane, Instagram, Facebook. We have a couple of, um, groups that are fun and also a page adulting with Jane, find all that. Um, I think we're also we're also on YouTube, but we're not really doing much on YouTube. Just the trailer lives there, but maybe yeah. we will eventually. Yeah, um, we're doing all these. Uh, we're doing all the. We're vetting all these products. At some point, we'll turn them into unboxing videos. Or something. There you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's where it's at. It's still where exactly. it's at on YouTube. And then, um, then I'm JennyPaul.net. JennyPaul.net. All right, you guys. Well, as you guys all know, we always put all the links down Wait, below. That's a lie. I am JennyPaul.info. Ah, <laughs> that's correction. a huge lie. That's a, it's a, it's a huge correction. Info, not yes. net. 
info. Uh, JennyPaul.info. Uh, all the links will be down below in the comments, you guys. If you have any questions or you guys have any any anything you want to ask Jenny, ask them down in the comments. She'll have the links to both the video and the and the podcast. So if you're listening on podcast, you can ask there too. Or better yet, just go to JennyPaul.info and go ask her there. Uh, <laughs> it's probably smarter. But at the same time, we're happy that you guys stayed here and hung out with us, watched, listened. I hope you guys got a ton of value. I know I got, I, I learned some more stuff today too. A huge thank you, Jenny, for, for coming and hanging out with us on Java Chat. We really appreciate your presence, your insight, your expertise, your passion. That, that was the fun right there. Thank you so much. This was so great. Yeah, I had a blast. Uh, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell right next to it. That tells you when we get another killer guest like this on. If you're listening to on, the, on any of the uh, podcast platforms, boy, my tongue is just going out the window today. On any of the podcast platforms, there's like 13 of them. Make sure you download or subscribe there. You can listen to us on Spotify. We're definitely on Spotify. Um, if you're listening to us on anchor.fm, make sure you drop a note. And if you feel like giving us some support, we could use it. Well, we're just a little guy, but I think we're now over 100 uh, interviews now. And we're booked out till June. I'm, I'm still not sure how that happened, but whatever. Uh, so come back. There's more. Come back. Uh, we love that you've made the time and take the time to come and listen to us. We really appreciate it because, I mean, it's like we know everybody's busy and everybody's got stuff to, to do. And when you come and take a, take a moment to listen to us, sharing these insights, sharing these passions, Hopefully you're getting a ton of gold out of it. Make sure that you share this with somebody. If you heard anything in this that made sense, resonated with you, resonated with, the, the, my friend should hear this. Go share it with me, please. Uh, every bit counts, every bit helps. So, always on the same. Stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. For Java Chat, I'm Coffee with Mike, Jenny Paul. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. walk into a room and do a command performance with a stupid joke that gets everybody to take a break from the seriousness, considering everything that you just said. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama. So doing what you do is, is absolutely amazing. And, and thank you for doing that. That's, it's very much needed. I am, I am thrilled to. <laughs> <laughs> For all of the good and the bad reasons, um, you know, it's also the most fun, in my opinion. I mean, I, you know, would, I would bet a sitcom I've never worked on. I've I've done some film stuff, but you know, as extra and all that. But but still, I mean, to be able to to like, there's readings and then there's actual playing. Right. Um, right. And, and I mean, you know, what more fun to go to work and play? You know, and who doesn't, know that who doesn't want that job, right? right. No. <laughs> And know that your playing is 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 making other people happy you know yeah. it's it's there's really nothing better than that in my opinion and you know i grew up with nick at night being sort of my focus so i've always been a little bit extra in regard to things like sitcoms and whatnot um that just, just makes it that much more interesting i'm gonna have to go watch now i, I don't watch <laughs> a lot of tv but i'll tell you what after hearing that i'm gonna have to go watch now <laughs> I mean, you know, and the other part of it is that when my particular situation and everybody comes in at it from a different angle, but you'll see that there, if you, you start paying attention to who plays the straight man in a comedy, um, you'll see that there's a lot of dramatic comedic crossover where right. some, some of the character, you know, some of the further reaches of that don't necessarily cross over as well. There's comedians and people that are funny. And then there's, you know, dramatic actors. You see somebody like, um, Eric McCormick from Will and Grace, who I, I think is a perfect example. He was the railroad tracks of Will and Grace. Yes, he was. When you think of Will and Grace, you're probably not thinking of Eric McCormick, probably not, but he also was able to hold his own dramatic show, you know, a year after the first round of Will and Grace. And he's, he's an amazing actor. And you look at, you know, um, other shows that have happened, Dick Van Dyke, who's just incredible. Any in, um, 
Lucy is not the railroad tracks of her show. Ricky is, but, um, but these people that can, can, you know, be the butt of every joke and be, you know, hang on to that acting prowess and, and really ground the show in some sort of reality so that all the other goofballs can sort of satellite exactly. doing what they do. Exactly. You know, I, I have a personal liking for that because that that is kind of what I do best, but also because, you know, um, because I think that there's a certain amount of, of, of craft that has to go into being oh, yeah. able to do both of those things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, one of the best, um, I'm, a, I'm a little older, I'm sure you'll recognize the name, but uh, Will Hardy, Stan yeah. Will Hardy. Yep. Um, sure. So they actually did a they did an episode where um, I think it was Laurel. Who was the skinny one? I can't remember which one was which. I think Laurel was the skinny one. I think, but it's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time for me too. But I do remember seeing this in a documentary that Stan Laurel. They did an episode where he got hit in the head, had amnesia, and became this proper gentleman, and he completely like everybody's mind was blown at how excellent an actor he was as a dramatic slash comedic character because he got hit in the head and hardy hardy didn't know how to deal with i mean in the in the episode hardy was trying to just deal with it and the antics and the hilarity that was around it was was awesome but he showed his true brilliance as I'm not just this guy, I can actually act. And and to have that kind of facet in, in your world, invaluable. I think like so. You, like I mean, you. Yeah, invaluable. It, it's it I when I see somebody that you know has the chops to to be able to do all of that, I immediately I'm all over that. You know, I'm I'm one of those people if I find somebody I love, I'll, I'll watch everything they ever made. You know? <laughs> Oh, you're you're a person. You must have a career. Oh, you find something on Netflix. Let me go back. Let me figure out what else I can watch. Yeah, um, but you, I'm. You I'm, can pick out things too. You pick up trip tips and tricks from their from their styles of acting as well. I mean, oh, I, absolutely. There's, and there's a whole know, ton. There's I'm a whole equally ton. attracted to the people watching the people that aren't anything like me that I am that are you know um, because you know I'm fascinated. What what about their scenario? Like I I watched. Um, the one that's trending on Netflix right now with um, Rosamund Pike and Diane West. I'll have to think of what the name was. I watched it last night. And Rosamund Pike, who also did Gone Girl, um, is a consummate sort of sociopath, as it were, you know, in these movies. And couldn't be more different from me. And I'm I'm excited to watch that because, you know, she she holds all this this external power that is very commanding and, and specific and smart. Um, and all, all, all the same, you know, can play these characters that are complete, you know, terrible people and and buy it. And like, I'm assuming she's not a terrible person, but like, I buy it. (laughs) I'm sure she's lovely. (laughs) It's it's so funny that I, cause you know, in Hawaii, we get a lot of celebrities that have passed through and we've met a lot of them and the characters that they play, especially the bad guys. Yeah nothing like that um one of the one of the best ones um we got to hang out with and this is this is from the wrestling world jimmy hart the mouth of the south the big the big wrestling manager everybody used to hate him i mean like badly like he was the big jerk that everybody just wanted to see get hammered um and <clears throat> one of my buddies uh, approached him once and said hey you know what i want to thank you for all your entertainment i gotta tell you i gotta be honest there's been quite a few times where i really wish people would just put their fists through your mouth and he looked at him he goes bruh that is the biggest compliment you could possibly give me. Thank you. <laughs> and because I mean, they're they're entertainers. Yeah. It's their job as a heel to make people hate them. Yes, my husband is very much into wrestling, so I can't <laughs> I'm, I, appreciate I, that. Jimmy's amazing. He's one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. That's so cool. I'll tell him. He'll be excited yeah. about that. I I know. I kind of know the the gist of the current ones, and maybe like the last few years because we've only been married for a couple years, but. Um, but yeah, I, the, the concept of the baby face and the heel was so resonant to me when I learned, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a baby face. It's just, just a lot easier to kind of separate the two. I'm either here or I'm here. They can make it so it's interesting. They can make it so, um, divergent that you either really are a heel 
or and there's there's nothing else in there but that or you really are a baby face and they just that's what you are there doesn't seem to be an in between in, in that in that world whereas in the acting world you you have the you know three four yeah days, i mean days. in my world i would say if you were to cast somebody like me as a bad guy i've done it um you're really asking for like uh like a a mind blow because the the way that somebody like me comes off even um even doing something marginally not <clears throat> you know copacetic is almost sociopathic in nature yeah. because people inherently mentally understand the person that they're seeing and they're trying to contrast it and deal with it with the character and the and the voice and the you know and the and the dialogue that they're hearing so people inherently have a sense of who that person is or a judgment about them or whatever that is and if if they're at odds with each other it really messes with people so i always say like if you want if you want like a terrible bad guy you go with the baby face but if you want somebody who like you want to have some empathy for you don't you go with the heel character or the in my world the person with the external you know this external power is here was here in my mind is one of the most shocking examples of a contradiction to that point when robin williams played the serial killer exactly that was the most i one he's brilliant we knew that um but for him to have played that role as well as he did i questioned life after watching that movie there it is yeah, uh, it was just like my whole point. The biggest baby yeah. face ever was. <laughs> a man who understands quantum physics and can act like that. I mean, he did other good stuff too. Uh, Goodwill Hunting and and um, what was it? The uh, Dead Poet Society. Great drama, dramatics. When he did that one, I was just like, right. Wait, you a just minute. gotta like rethink everything. Yeah, you because you, it's like you can't, you can't, you can't. Right, you can't. Uh, <laughs> your brain can't do it. Nope. There's which, no, there's no connection. Makes, right, which makes it that much more, if the person is good, if they're terrible, they're terrible. But if the person is good, it makes it that much more inconceivable and mind messing with. And that, and that <laughs> which, which just lends to their, their actual expertise and professionalism in, in, in acting when they can, that's the whole point. Right. Pull out emotions and being able to get people to think. Right. Cool. Um, we're going to take a short 30 sec, a 30 second break. Wow. Well, we've been rolling. Uh, we're going to take a short 30 second break. We'll come back, talk a little bit about uh, what inspires Jenny, what gets her up in the morning, and uh, uh, maybe some of the influences that she's had in her work. And we're back here at Java Chat. We're here with Jenny Paul. We're, we're sitting here laughing on the breaks, dude. Uh, second section, we always like to talk about what inspires and, and who were some of the people that influenced you. What were some of the books or, or, or articles or things that may have um, either kept you going or picked you up or got you to see things clearer so what what are some of the things that motivated you once you started getting into the know that this was this passion was an actual reality um i think my first major mentor was um a lady who um was on a long-running show in the 70s and 80s who i met up in boston through kind of a fluke uh, she was living in Boston and, um, and she kind of, she kind of took me on as a mentee as it were, because it was my senior year in college and I was having my continued existential crisis, of course, about not being a doctor and going into something that was completely in, in my own, you know, rational brain, idiotic. <laughs> um, and, and so what happened is, you know, I kind of told her that at some point I kind of told her, I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know anything about this industry. I'm not one of those people that's like naturally, you know, super model-y or anything like that. Like, okay. And, um, and she said, you know, effectively shut up, go to New York. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, she came to see me in my senior year plays and she, she, she sort of kept track of me and, and just kept being that person that was basically telling me that not not in any kind of you know major you know non supportive way but that that the fears weren't so rational um <laughs> you know and that it may not work out but like lord try please because yeah. it could. 
you know, and for her, it did work out. So, and she ended up choosing a different thing and, and, and moving to Boston for a different career, you know, a later point in her life. But she said, you know, why the heck not? So uh, she was my first person probably to kind of support me in, you know, actually moving for a professional career into New York to do acting and not some other thing, stage management or, you know, behind the scenes. Um, I think my major, I think just kind of life motivator has, have been my parents to some degree. My dad, again, the, the concept of taking care of other people has always been sort of in the back of my head. And it took me a long time to understand how acting and then producing eventually was taking care of people, um, that how, how they were the same thing. And I, it took me a long time to understand that sort of the best actors are ones that make other people feel like they're not alone in the world. Yeah. That can bring a truth and an honesty to a character, whether it's comedy or theater or TV or drama or whatever, yep. and make somebody else think for a hot second, oh, that's kind of like me. Um, and I understand that experience and that's something that I share. Um, and so I think at its core, just good performance and good mm-hmm. acting and and being vulnerable enough and, and courageous enough to take on characters that aren't necessarily your own story um, and try to give meaning in life to them for for the sake of other people is is I think where I found sort of purpose in it at the beginning and still do um, and then as moving into my kind of second portion of my, what I do in producing and kind of being a, an entrepreneur as such, um, I think, I, I think I've been learning a lot from a lot of different places. Um, I love reading nonfiction. Um, I think one of the first, one of the first books that I read that I loved, um, in this regard was The Alchemist, I think it was called. Um, and it was, it's a story about a, a man on a journey and it's one of the best um, and it really, you can't beat, you know, hugely recommend, really can't tell you much about it without sort of, you know, giving the whole thing away. But the idea of, of somebody finding their universal path and stepping in line with the mojo as it were and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and doing, doing and, and surrendering to some degree to what you were meant to do rather than what you think you should be doing. Um, and I think that that should that nugget right there has been the thing that I can most confidently say is the thing I hate the most about life, (laughs) (laughs) but also the thing that drives so much of what I do even today. And I constantly am struggling to get over myself and to get over the concept of what should is and why should has to dictate more than, you know, the amount that it can dictate, which is a little bit, you know, make the money, you know, feed yourself, have savings, be responsible, all the adulting things to be continued on that. Oh. But, <laughs> but, um, but, but not letting it dictate, you know, your life's purpose or your, or, you know, what you spend your time doing. Yeah. Um, unless it is the thing that you, that, you, that is for you. Yeah. Uh, some, some, some people just kind of fall into certain things and then there are others. That's a, that's a good point. <clears throat> we we talk about not shooting yourself, but at the same time, what you ooh, what you ought to do uh, or or should do um, becomes can become a driver for for getting it done. Um, in in and you'll learn more of this in the entrepreneurial world. <clears throat> we say don't shoot yourself, just go do it. Yeah. Um, I have, I have a friend that has a, a tattoo JFDI on his shoulder. <clears throat> he is known as the contractor of small businesses because he's been involved in a lot of startups and stuff like that. And it's funny, the first time I met him, I looked at his shoulder and I was like, you know, for a guy who's so integrated into the business world, seeing tattoos on you is kind of odd he goes yeah well it's it is what it is and i said no I, no I get that i'm not i'm not saying that that's a bad thing it's just it's unusual to see not anymore um but i, I looked at his shoulder and i said but that interests me what is that and he says what i said the jfdi he says oh just fucking do it and he said it so matter of factly and just like 
it's a part of his mantra. It, it's like, maybe we should, no, 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 not maybe we should just go do it. And, and it's, it's one of those, like, it's going to break the fear of should I or shouldn't I? It's like, why are you asking? If the thought came, there's something behind it. Go do. Yeah. And, and obviously you've been doing it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be seeing what's behind you right now. And we'll be talking well, about that. <laughs> we'll be talking I, about that here in a bit. <laughs> I, I love everything about that. I, and I use a similar metaphor in my own world. I, I remember back in acting class in my sophomore year, which is around the time I was deciding to shift. Um, we did an exercise where people were supposed to watch you walk at your normal, your normal, whatever that is, um, and tell you what you're leading with. So are you leading with your forehead? Because maybe, you know, maybe the indicator is if you lead with your forehead that you're, that you're, uh, that you're more of an intellectual and you're curious and you're looking, or are you leading you know, with your chest, which is maybe more of a, I, you know, attracting confidence. Are you leading with your gut? Maybe that's, you know, one thing and you know, your, your nose or your whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think people kind of got the same things over and over again. They're leading with their, you know, their hips or they're leading with their chest or they're leading with their head or they're leading with their chin or, you know, and I was sort of the oddball, um, in the class and people couldn't figure out what I was leading with. And then somebody thought to themselves, oh, I know what she's leading with. She's leading with her feet. And I found that really interesting because I went, I do that. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh crap. That looked like. Um, what is that? Um, <laughs> but I've since kind of internalized it in, and, and understood. For me, that's the way that I can do things on a metaphorical level. Whether what I was doing that day, who knows? But <laughs> um, but on a metaphorical level, if you lead with your feet, then your brain doesn't have time to interrupt you <laughs> and by the time your brain is caught up you are already at that place yeah um and i think that has become my sort of entrepreneurial acting whatever mantra of just 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 move just That's go right. don't think about it yeah. let let it go the way it's gonna go and everything else will catch up yeah um and that's and that's for better or for worse, sort of how I live my life. And I guess mm. maybe did by, you know, default by accident as a sophomore in college, but the concept of, of just, you know, just do the thing and then you'll figure out a way to catch up with it. As long as you're not, you know, entirely irresponsible and you, you know, done, you know, you've done, you've done your, your basic level of research and you know, you're not, you know, Thank walking you into the cow, fire yeah. pit. Yeah, it's not it's not jumping off the cliff without looking at how far down it is. <laughs> like do do your due diligence and then go. Yeah. Yeah. At least at least have a parachute or a pair of wings so you can glide. Something, something, yeah. Exactly. I, I, it's funny because you have all those things like jump over the edge and you'll grow wings. Who wants who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Everybody, welcome back to Java Chat, Coffee with Mike, uh, hanging out with, if, if, you don't, if you don't recognize this person, then you haven't, you haven't been watching films. This is, this is Jenny Paul. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us here on Java Chat. It's an honor and a pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> what? We're, we're going to talk about the, the graphic that she has there in a little while, but first, as everybody knows, we like to figure out who, who are we actually talking to here. Um, so if you would, uh, give us your story. Where are you from? Who are you? Bring us up to date to where you're at today. Um, so my name is Jenny. I am a New Yorker for about 15 years now. I went, I grew up in Texas. Yeah. Uh, Manhattan, Harlem. Manhattan. All right, cool. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I grew up in Texas in Dallas and then I went to school in Boston and then ended up here, um, was pre-med decided at some point that that wasn't my path and ended up moving to New York to pursue acting. So that was sort of how I ended up here. Time out. 
I forgot to warn you, I'm a rabbit. When then see a rabbit hole, I will run down it. Ah. You decided from pre-med to acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're <laughs> Yeah, right. How so did that, how did that play out? <laughs> so my parents were both doctors and oh, okay. specifically my dad was sort of the guy, you know, the doctor that took care of everybody, you know, sure. took care of the whole neighborhood. Yeah. And I sort of aspired to do that without fully realizing that that wasn't necessarily about being a doctor. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do like my dad did and, you know, be the person that can, you know, come up with something that's really, you know, that, that is, that's good for everybody that can take care of all of her friends and family and her community and of course, be of that sort of extroverted social person that he was, that I was finding myself to be at some point, you know, when sure. I started figuring out myself. Right, right, right. Um, so I went to Brandeis um, for pre-med and because okay. it, was a, it was a top 10 pre-med school and they yep. guarantee, they pretty much said, if you, if you graduate from the top. You um, end up getting a residency pretty quick. Of, yeah, it's, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. So, um, so I, I pursued that specifically and I looked, because I had a hobby of acting and um, singing to some degree, less than acting, but um, in high school, I decided to make sure that the, the school that I picked for pre-med also had a theater program nice. and after, you know, after school activities that yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. do all of that. So my second year in organic chemistry, um, I called my dad and I was doing well because I'm a science kid and I'm come from science people. And, um, and I called him and I said, I'm, I'm just abjectly miserable. This sucks. And I said to my dad, I was like, how did you do this for 12 years? And he said, I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to imagine your dad on the other side of the phone going, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he liked the science in addition to the people. Sure. Uh, you know, my mom, my mom's pretty introverted. So she, she wasn't ever really into the people to begin with. Right. But right. Um, uh, so that's, I kind of went, oh. <laughs> who you know yeah. you know cute existential crisis yeah and then you know another <laughs> couple of semesters of being a little lost in space and then sort of found myself getting a theater major because I had been taking theater classes for fun on the side mm -hmm. and everything else was pre-med so um so that is how that happened and then I so had that, it. so that shift yeah what did that do for you Mental. Oh, I think, Most I think it like, I think it like really, you know, kind of effed with me um, <laughs> because I really came from a place of being on a trajectory to do something that was a very secure job choice. Oh yeah. It was a very, you know, respected job choice. That was, it was something that I, I knew I could handle um, if I got through it um, and expected to like, and mm. then <clears throat> I really didn't. And it wasn't just organic chemistry. I, I fought my way through the first year too. I dragged my, my lab partner along the whole year. Um, you know, I went, I went, I went through every, every bad version of, of what that was. I had a, I had a professor that was kind of inappropriate and had to like deal with that. And, you know, and I just went through everything that you could think could possibly happen in one fell swoop and went, you know, okay. Um, <laughs> So that is, so that, I think, I, I think I've still got a little, P, I call PTS. I still have a little PTS yeah, about yeah. that one. I, I can imagine um, you might have a little residual on that one. Oh like, my God. oh, I could have done that. Okay. You know, and, mm. uh, and I, and I could have, I just would have not been happy. And I, and I didn't think that that was, I thought that was enough to say, you know, okay, enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this is something that I get with a lot of my guests is that they, they get on a path and then all of a sudden they realize, yeah, no, this isn't for me. And they find all of a sudden, like what you found, because I mean, obviously <clears throat> if people look at your creds, you've been acting, you've been performing. I mean, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you've done so far? Um, so some of my favorite things um, have been in New York theater and sort of like the off-Broadway scene. Oh, um, fun. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. I did a, a regional production of Proof, which is a play people know, um, and just really meaty, substantive stuff. 
Um, and then, you know, on the kind of lighter side, some musical theater, some original musicals here, and then more recently TV and film. And I did um, Jessica Jones with uh, Marvel for an episode in season two. Um, and um, I think my biggest gig, even probably to date, in including the one that, that, I, uh, that I'm doing right now, um, was uh, I had a regular role in the Looming Tower with Jeff Daniels and Pierce Sarsgaard, and that was that was pretty epic. Um, and also really appreciated that I was working on my first major, you know, major major yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with with on something that was substantive and meant something rather than just like, you know, oh, I got a you know role on a TV show that like yeah, that's right. fun. Yeah. Right. So like. I love sitcoms and I do them all the time, but um, but this one really felt substantive and you know going to work each day felt like doing something sort of. You felt like you were actually going to work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that too, for an actor, that's a big deal to feel like I'm actually going to work. That's a huge deal. <laughs> that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. I have, um, I have on, a... Even on huge shows, you get one, two days if you've got a guest or a cameo or a co-star is what they're called. Um, and so you're there for a day and you're like, Hey, bye. You know, yeah. this was really a job and that was That's amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. I, I actually, I have another friend who got started late. I mean, he's my age. Um, his birthday is a couple days before mine, which is why we know each other. And he's been, he's been guesting on, um, one of the Chicago line of shows and it's built up to a point now where he's starting to get more traction and doing stuff. And I'm like, bro. Go crush it if that's what you want to do. And he's an airline mechanic. That's amazing. Right? I love I mean, that. <laughs> he, and he enjoys his work. Don't get me wrong. But he loves doing that. And it's really, I love seeing and hearing what you're saying. There's yeah. actual work involved. Not not that you don't, don't enjoy all the other things that you've done. But this is like, wow, I can get up and I can actually, I can go to work. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, it's, it was pretty amazing. And, you know, working on something that it was the first kind of major 9-11 thing that was made, you know, and, and I remember, I was old enough to remember, you know, and thinking that, you know, this was, this was some subject matter that like, it was overdue, although for some people too soon. Um, and, you know, becoming a New York transplant, it felt like a story that I was, I was honored to be able to help tell. Yeah, that's cool. On your acting, um, when you did all of the things, you know, the off-Broadway stuff, or there's, I don't, I don't think people understand how much work goes into that kind of acting, because it's not, it's not like a TV show where you get a break. Right. It's like the next act is coming. Do you remember your lines? <laughs> the next, the next piece is coming. How do you feel? You know, what do you? Uh -huh. Can you? Can you? explain to people what kind of, I mean, it's two different styles of work. I mean, so they're totally different and they, although have a similar skill set, obviously yeah. You know, yeah. you're an actor, you're an actor. Um, I think most of us that came at least through, you know, a college or a university system or trained mm -hmm. theater, not in television. Yeah. Um, and, and the training, and I think rightfully so, because what theater does for people that haven't done it in high school or anything else is it not only kind of gives you that sense of community that you know that that is sort of epic to that sort of experience of okay you're in a scene with somebody else you have you've done your work you've you know done all of your you know backstory and yep. you're figuring yep. out you know what's happening where and what the intentions are and what the stakes are and how to how to how to do that for that particular piece but then you're riding the wave of energy with the team. So it's kind of like playing, you know, a really good game of maybe hockey or basketball. I, I said, I hesitate with basketball because I know sometimes you can have just a star player and the star player can just win. Um, but if you think about basketball in terms of like the Golden State Warriors rather than like LeBron. So, um, <laughs> so, so a great theater experience as an actor and, and is part of a team that is just epic and they come together and they do something amazing and every night you come and you bring in and everybody has their own responsibilities to bring a certain amount of energy and to to actually be in tune to what that energy is so that you're playing things moment to moment um so it doesn't make any sense if one night you scream something 
if the person before you didn't push you to scream something. So you work together as a team in rehearsal to get to that point where you're at least at a level where everything is sort of generally matching, but then you're listening within the microcosm of it for that night's performance. And okay. you're you're present with it. And, yeah. and that's another thing that's super unique to a theater experience yeah. is that presence is, is kind of underrated um, <clears throat> in, in, in almost everything because you can be doing three things at once. You know, I could be talking to you with my water bottle and my cell phone and my whatever. Um, but this, this sport fully requires you to be in the zone the same way basketball would or yeah. playing an instrument or being part of an orchestra. So, yeah. so that to me is what's interesting about theater and you have the benefit of multiple rehearsals to get the lines, to get the blocking, to get the, you know, that you're working, you're working as a group the same way you'd be practicing as a team. The, the um, mixed up is always, is my, is my favorite because then you also have them to talk about timing. Yes, absolutely. Um, and in, in a drama, uh, I want to say, it's, I don't say it's, go ahead. There's, there's timing there too. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't want to say there's no timing. <laughs> think about it. I, I don't know if you speak music, so I, I can use the reference, but you speak, it, you're a veteran. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. So, <laughs> so to me, a drama is in four, four. Yep. There's rhythm. It's happening at a pace. And, you know, there are certain moments that push and pull and mm -hmm. they're designed by the director and, and the collaboration with the director and the actors um, to create a certain tension and a certain, yep. you know, rhythm. Yep. And it can be a real slow 4-4 four, four, or it can be a quicker 4-4. Four, four. Mm -hmm. um, comedy is more of like a waltz. So it's, it's in 3-4. It's in <laughs> I love it. You're totally <laughs> in there. That's perfect. Yes. Totally. So it, it's already unique already because most things are in four four so it's already unique and then what happens is you got bum 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 yeah 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 you know and so it's it's this thing of it's it's hard to verbalize what that is if you don't feel music or if this is not your your language but but the timing matters significantly more so in my my experience creating good comedy especially in an ensemble it's quite a bit harder um, because you already have to have hired or onboarded multiple people that already inherently hear what that comedy is supposed to do and sound like. And then on top of that, you add character choices and goofball stuff. And, you know, like, is my character, you know, really brash and mean? Or is my character, you know, really soft and quiet? You know, like, right. whatever that is, those are those are things that are stacked on top of the fundamental rhythm of the how it's going. So, so uh, just, just, to, just to kind of add on to that, for yeah. those that don't understand what we're talking about, we're talking about um, time signatures, key signatures, what they call the music. And a four, four time is just a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And when she said you go through a three, four time, it's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, ah, which is that little cut in the cut in the midst of the timing that goes, hold on a second, that was an accent. What does that accent mean? Um, if you listen to, God, what is the guy's name? He's a conductor and a violinist. He's always playing in Austria. But if you listen to the if you listen to the waltzes that he plays, he accentuates those. He's his whole deal. I mean, it yeah. really punches. And 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 what she's saying here is that's comedic timing. It's the punch at the at the odd time that gets everybody to go. Hold on a second. Right. That what breaks that? you out. That breaks you out of your comfort zone. Yep. In a in a in an ideally funny way, and not just awkward way, but awkward can be funny too. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> that breaks you out of the expectation of what's going to happen. And even though you kind of know it's going to happen that way, it's still our brains are still wired to to short circuit and go ah okay yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. So it's 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 a unique part of the whole thing, and and I find that you know the people that really and there i think there is a correlation between people that are musical and people that are comedic because there's a sense of rhythm there um yes, that, there is. Is, that is yes, there very is. specific and we have, a, we have a couple of friends that are comedians and boy let me tell you when it comes to music they're in there yep they, it's so from from all of that what are you doing like right now right now yeah you, as i mean i think in my in my world, you know, I'm working on a comedy. And so, you know, I think about this thing all the time is, is that, and that's something that I, I actually really love to do is as much as I love the reverence of, you know, something like a looming tower mm -hmm. and, and all of that, I think, especially now COVID 
with everything going on, there is a certain generosity to doing comedy that I think, you know, people put their own, you know, BS aside and their, their own, you know, oh, I'm embarrassed about this or whatever. Right. To just do something that like is purely meant for the entertainment value and the smile factor of the other person. And I think, I think there's something super generous about that. Now, of course, there are, you know, extremes of that where people are very self-indulgent and, and on the other side where people are really trying hard, but they're just, this is not their thing or whatever. (laughs) But, um, but I think in general, I think, I think it's one of the, one of the most uniquely generous things you can do, um, as a performer is in, if you have an act for it in any kind of way is to make people smile. I'm glad you said that because, um, bringing a smile to somebody through laughter, whether you are a professional or not, um, lends back to that whole thing that you just said about being generous, um, being able to, uh, 